The recording you are about to hear has not been altered, except to be edited for length. It contains content that may be disturbing for some listeners. <sighs> oh, Jesus, Jesus, fuck! The bear! Just breathe. He tore his head breathe. off! Breathe, breathe. Calm down, calm down, you're safe now. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, what are we gonna tell his family? What are we gonna tell the press? I'm right here. Is, is that is that even normal polar bear behavior? These aren't normal times. The more sea ice melts, the more bears are attacking humans. That's not helpful right now. We need to focus. And I need you to hand over that recorder. Uh, sorry, no can do. But I do think you should hear what we recorded Chief, earlier that- I think we need to get the rifles out to the crew. Let's not let this get out of hand. This was likely an isolated attack. But still, I'm going to radio it in and see if we should start an evac. Michelle, can you initiate the shelter-in-place procedures and get someone to secure Dan's body? I'm on it. Hickson! Not now. Alpha One, this is North Slope One. Do you copy? You think we can get, like, a SWAT team out here? One, nope. No roads in Anwar. Cops. Never here when you want them. Well, I'm shutting this thing off. Wait, hold on. Hold on? For what? Okay, hear me out. I know our heads aren't straight right now, but let's just think about the opportunity for a second. Opportunity for what? For a new story. I mean, picture it. Vox Populi exclusive, embedded with oil crew, attacked by polar bear. We get into how this is what climate change is wreaking on Alaska and, and about how the state is getting more blizzards, plus how the company deceived us, they're racist drug addicts, blah, blah, blah. Amara, what are you talking about? Look, this was supposed to be a simple story on an energy company doing innovative stuff, and it's gotten out of hand. Now it's racism, drug abuse, and, and fucking polar bear beheadings. Yes, and we need to report it. You're talking about exploiting tragedy. That's the news. And exposing corporate malfeasance and corruption. I think we need to focus on staying safe and getting the fuck out of here. What if there are more polar bears out there? You heard the man. It was probably an isolated attack. You said they were becoming more common. I didn't mean on the same night. Oh my god! Listen, I'm not saying we do anything foolish. I'm just saying let's keep it running and see what happens. I mean, if you were in a war zone, would you turn off the recorder? Amara, I'm a part-time club DJ. I don't do war zones. Please, pretty please. <sighs> Fine. But if the shit starts hitting the snow again... I love you. I'm such a chump. How can I hide from them that I'm recording? Um, I don't know. Turn the display upside down. Yeah. Okay. Better change the batteries too, I guess. So, we're just sheltering until morning, and then if the blizzard has passed, you'll chopper us back to Dead Horse? That's correct. And you've got someone on the lookout for bears? Correct. And I guess now is not a good time to talk about our recording. Correct. correct. Just asking. I'm gonna check on Hutchison. Ha, 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 ha.
What's so funny? Oh, this text from my boss. Bet you're not as cold as we are in the lower 48, lol. Don't forget, action makes sound, not places. <laughs> so nice of him to remind me of stuff I learned 10 years ago in grad school. Bosses are such dicks. <laughs> Yours a winner, too? Oh, a real charmer. <laughs> First it was, What's a pretty little thing like you doing in the oil patch anyway? Then it was the occasional pat on the behind at a promotional event, or the invitation to come up to his hotel room for a drink at a company field meeting. That's disgusting. So much for feminization of the workplace. Remind me again why you were defending this industry so passionately. Well, you said it, right? I've got a family to take care of. And that makes it okay? Course not. But you learn to grin through your teeth and bear it. So to speak. Why don't you speak out about it? Oh, honey, this is the last frontier. They'll just deny, 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 and the rest of the boys who run the club will say, well, there's not enough evidence, so we can't do anything about it. Hmm. That sounds a little like journalism, too. At least when those sort of allegations arise in media companies, they usually oust the culprits. Not often enough, trust me. You too? No, but other women journalists I know. For me, it's more of an issue of patronizing treatment by my boss. My male colleagues get to assert themselves all the time, but, but when I speak up, when I pitch my lead story, they just roll their eyes or shrug their shoulders. Been there, done that. Oh, yeah? It's an issue, too, with my boyfriend... Well, my soon-to-be ex... He bossed me around all the time, but if I ever spoke my mind, it, it became this huge thing. There, there, sweetie. Let Mama give you a hug. Thanks, I'm good. Okay, this thawing of the tension is inspiring and all, but Michelle, how can you say out of one side of your mouth you're against sexism and defend racism out of the other? I'm not defending racism. You said it was okay to suppress the rights of minorities in the name of making a buck. I didn't mean that. I was angry and high. Uh-huh. I was. And what I meant was that... That... As a nation, we have to decide if we're going to lag behind to protect the interests of just a handful of loud individuals. No matter what color they are. Sounds patriotic. Sometimes you have to pick a side. We can't do both? My dad really was an alcoholic. Give it a rest, Joe. What? He was. Joe, go relieve Hutchison on Polar Bear Watch. Yes, sir. Everything's fine, Mom. We're headed back to New York tomorrow. I love you, too. And I'll text when we arrive. Bye. Still a no-go, Hickson? Affirmative. The storm is tapering off a bit here, as you can tell, but it's pushing to the west. So they can't get any choppers in here, and we may not be able to get you to Dead Horse till afternoon. Yeet. So, what about you, Kev? Anything you want to get off your chest while we're gathered around the campfire? Nah, I'm good. 
I don't need to be a part of the story. Come on. Kevin. 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 All right. All right. Damn. What do you want to know? Hmm. Where's the best place for Pegan in Brooklyn? (laughs) I have no idea. Next. Tell us something you want to do before you die. Well, that's a morbid choice, given the circumstances. I don't mean it has to be tonight. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I don't know. You know, it's funny since we're in this situation, but I was sitting here thinking about how there was always... There was always this part of me that wanted to save somebody. To be a hero. Can you fly us out of here, Superman? Hilarious. I'm sorry. Please continue. So, yeah... I occasionally have these these fantasies, like these waking dreams, where I've pushed somebody out of the way of a bus that's about to hit them, or, or, or jumped on top of them as shots are being fired somewhere. Stuff like that. You ever had a chance to put out a fire? Not really. It's interesting. Where I think it comes from is, when I was a kid, my dad told me the story about how Back in the 80s, he was a part of this community coalition in West Harlem, where he and my mom lived. They dumped this sewage treatment plant there in the middle of the decade. Oh, that's right, the famous case. Right, right. The city had promised it would be clean, would create jobs, and so on. But then the neighborhood started to stink, and people started dying of asthma and shit. So the coalition took to the streets. One day, they were out blocking traffic on the highway, So the cops came to break it up, and one of them hit my dad with his baton. He was okay and all. He got right back up and continued protesting. But he said to me, son, the reason I'm telling you this is, no matter what happens, if you believe in yourself, always stand your ground. (laughs) So in my mind, my dad was the one wearing the cape. But all I could think about was how angry it made me against the sewage plant and the authorities, and how I wish I had been there to shove that pig right back. For the record, you're my hero. Thanks, partner. I guess y'all ain't into environmental justice so much up here in the great white north, eh? Why don't you ask the natives up in Kaktovik who have new roads and schools thanks to the taxes we pay? Wonder how much mine you paid them before you discovered oil on their land. Oh, well, if you want a history lesson... Hey, guys. I got a situation here. What's up, Joe? Red Ice Live is on, and I'm missing it. Unbelievable. Joe, stay focused, please. Copy. See? Joe is the real racist. What is Red Ice? Hey, guys. Actually, I, I know I'm going to sound like the boy who cried bear, but there may in fact be something happening here. What is it, Joe? I'm looking through the infrared, and there's some kind of creature heading this way. What's it look like? Is it a bear? Hard to say, but it's four-legged. It's wide. It's coming towards me. Okay, Joe. Get your rifle ready. I don't want to take any chances this time. Copy, Chief. I'm locked. And loaded. Jesus, there's another one out there? Thousands. All right. Come on, motherfucker. I'm gonna make a rug out of you. Almost got him. Joe, take your shot. Almost? Wait. Hold up. <laughs> what is it, Joe? What is it? It's a fucking fox! It's a fox! Oh, cute little guy. And a lucky bastard. Ah, all right, well, that bit of drama made me hungry, so excuse me while I grab this thing. Oh, Christ! Oh, 
Joe, Joe, do you copy? I can't fucking Joe, believe this. What is happening? Chief, we've got to go help him. All right, all right. I'll go get him. I'm coming with No, you stay here till I radio back to you. Copy that. And Chief, might I suggest that now would be a good time to distribute the rifles? Yeah, now would be a good time for that. Holy fucking shit! They're everywhere! What are you talking about, McReynolds? The bears! They just started swarming the camp! I fucking knew it! What do you mean, swarming? Well, I mean, there are... I don't know... 10? 20? Maybe a couple dozen! Surrounding the buildings, charging the door... That's not possible. It is! Look, I fucked up. I knew we were on lockdown, but I... Uh... Well, I parachuted some meth. Parachuted? Yeah. Well, you you uh, you just take some toilet paper. Never mind. Right. So, anyway, well, my head wasn't clear. Well, without thinking, I took the trash out, like I do every night after my shift, and I burned it. You did what now? I'm sorry, Chief. I fucked there up. Goes the composting of the the waste. bears must have smelled it. This isn't happening. All right. Michelle, let's get to the gun locker stat. I'll cover you About and then... that gun locker? And you can see I'm in emergency planning mode right now, can't you, McReynolds? Well, I thought you should know that's where... Yes, McReynolds, I'm listening. That's where Pelman and I stored our meth supplies. Come again. Meth supplies. I heard you. Give me a sense of what kind of supplies we're talking about. Um... There's some hydrochloric acid. Maybe a little red phosphorus. Let me get this straight. You basically stored a crystal meth bomb in our gun locker? I mean, nobody ever went in there. Shh, shh, shh. Out of my face before I shoot you. Yes, sir. All right. New plan. Sounds like a bear found the gun locker. New, new plan? Attention everyone. Attention everyone. You are to return to your quarters immediately and shelter in place. The bears are in our quarters, you fucking idiot! Open the door! Help me! Hold on, I'm coming! Oh my god! We're gonna die in here! No, no, we're gonna get on that chopper, get out as many people as we can, and come back for the rest. Rooker, can you fly us out in this storm? I'll give it a shot, Chief. Good enough for me. Oh, fuck! A bear's trying to get in! Everybody, back to the side of the office, behind oh, the shit. desk!
fuck are you talking about? Oh my god, his guns! They're hanging out of his body! Come on! Exit! Those guys are trying to get into a truck! Get down from there! We're getting out of here! Look out behind you! Oh, don't look! Too late. We're never gonna make it! We're gonna die! Don't give up, Kevin! And keep recording! Sure! I'll record!
in the bathroom. Yeah, in the bathroom. Oh shit! Today, T today, today is when I begin <laughs> the next greatest version of me. Kevin Baker's December 2020 recording of the ill-fated Arctic Survey Seismic Exploration Project in Anwar ends there. His recorder and microphone were found in the restroom facility of the company's man camp. There were no signs of any struggle. Kevin had simply vanished. Throughout the rest of the camp, the carnage was merciless. While some members of the exploration crew had leave for the weekend, over 100 of their colleagues perished in under an hour during the polar bear onslaught. Only five bears were killed. However, one could note that in the first decade of this century, they lost 600 of their brethren to melting sea ice in northern Alaska and western Canada. In the wake of the tragedy, Arctic Surveys shut down its exploration activities and later filed for bankruptcy. The U.S. government followed soon with a permanent ban on all oil exploration and development activities in the refuge. Meanwhile, Americans continued to buy trash bags, glue, shampoo, deodorant, contact lenses, shoes, detergent, and golf balls by the millions, and of course to fill up their cars with nearly 400 million gallons of gas every day. So the drilling went on in places like Prudhoe Bay, where enough oil is produced daily to supply one-tenth of the gas consumed by American automobiles. It went on, despite the attempted bombing in the spring of 2021, of a pipeline connected to an oil field in Alaska's Colville River Delta. The crude device failed to detonate, and the company installed additional protective measures, like more armed guards, to protect its infrastructure against similar attacks in the future. The would-be bomber was never identified, but a security camera at the site captured an image that revealed a man wearing a traditional Inupiat parka, but whose face, at least from what could be made out in the grainy still, did not seem to suggest that of an Alaska native. The man has yet to strike again. 
This has been a special episode of Vox Populi's True Eco Crimes Podcast. Red Ice, written, produced, and directed by Matt Spangler. Starring Jennifer Yadiv, Julian Kingston, Becca Barrett, Joe Loper, Joey Townsend, Brian Murray, John Caliendo, and Amori Langstaff. Edited by Matt Spangler. Recorded at the Relic Room. Mixed by Joseph Colmanero at the Cutting Room Studios. And special thanks to Heather Jacobs, Paul McLean, Donna Latham, Mike Barbier, and Alyssa Sanders, and dedicated to Amori Langstaff.